play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast, and I'm your host, Maddie C. I'm the commissioner of the Astros Fantasy Football League. I'm also owner GM of the two-time champion Carabao Kings. And if you're new to the podcast, well, what even is it? It's a 16-team NFL Fantasy Football League where there's a half a point PPR scoring and some unique bonuses. Quarterbacks get six-point passing touchdowns and a bonus point for 300 yards of passing. Uh, Receiving players will get a bonus point for 100 yards of receiving yards. And rushing players will get a 100-yard bonus as well, just a point for eclipsing the 100 yards of rushing in a single game. Now, this league is a bit of a unicorn because the entire league is made up of Australian owners, 16 teams as well. It's a unique size. And we're partway through a chat with one of our unicorns now. And we'll catch up with him in a second. You can find us, though, on Instagram and Facebook at Astro League Podcast. And we have clipped 550 followers this week, which is fantastic stuff. Now, one of the unicorns in our league we're talking to today, his name's Pete Ryan. He was the quarterback of the Astros. And if you've missed part one of the interview, I suggest you just go back and grab it. We talked for about 15 minutes back in the previous episode. This is the continuation of that chat. And we cover some great stuff. We jump in at a point where we're talking about trading. We're talking about valuing your roster. We're talking about how you start conversations. He actually has a similar for and against in terms of wins and losses in his career in the Astro League to another player. And then he has a big matchup this week in the league as well. So there's a lot to cover and it's all right here in this conversation. We're just going to dive in where we were teeing up talking about how to value your roster and talk about how to start a trade conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Another guy who was being drafted like he died too was... Oh, T.Y. Hilton. He's a good receiver. <laughs> he actually doesn't look great. Whole career has been defined by boom. Barkley. Or bust. Yeah. Or hurt. And to see him bang out 26 points was extraordinarily satisfying. A huge F.U. to the vinegar stroke. It probably can become something where you have to then decide, well, what is important to me? Yeah. What's important to other people? Yeah. Where is there a value misalignment? Yeah. You know, like, you know, if that guy's all about running backs, then I've got yeah. a stack of them. Yeah. But he's got a pretty awesome receiver. I could, I could yeah. probably find a way to, to make the conversation happen here. And that's why I come back to the fat kid on the ice analogy. <laughs> because apart <laughs> from our trade, which is almost like basically the draft, because we sort did of, it yeah. like the next day after the draft, and pretty I think well. we both saw value in that. Um, other than that, there hasn't been a lot of movement in my team. No. And I've been... Mainly just churning the waiver wire and bringing in a couple of... I've, I've had a few good hits on the waiver wire, particularly with yeah. receivers. But, and that's yeah. that's a process of really jumping okay. in and monitoring um, the website. So Preston Williams was a good pickup. Um, I'm hopeful about Tim Patrick. He'll be good, I yeah. think, too. And Tim Patrick Tim got Patrick's, hurt, but he's got a roll. And, but a lot of this... And uh, Hasty picked up as the running back in San Francisco to try and see if he'll grow into something. But, There's a lot of injuries in their running backs. Yeah, the which, so is, which is brilliant. You can do worse, right? And that was free. You and just picked him up for nothing, right? And that's, again, part of being more engaged with it. You know, yeah. Monday, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> I start trawling, particularly the trends. I've always been a big believer in the oh, wisdom of crowds. Okay. So I like to look at pickups and drops. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton nice is disappearing off team boards <laughs> at a historical rate. So oh, once I saw that, I'd already decided to get rid of him. But once I saw that, I'm like, yeah. All right, Yeah, T.Y., everyone's getting rid of T.Y. <laughs> but that's been my little um, way to try and sort oh. through the, the chaff of the, of the Cut opportunities. Cut through the noise, right? Yeah. Cut through the noise, see what everyone else is picking up, and then obviously diving into the descriptors and doing a bit more research and starting yeah. to build it. 
Then not so, second guessing yourself too, going, "Am I making yeah. the right call?" You know, if thirty-eight thousand people yesterday made yeah. this call, I could probably feel could okay probably. about it, right? <laughs> and then that'll only get more and more powerful for me as a competition goes on and, yeah. and I bob around in the icy water and watch everyone in the <laughs> west street past me oh. and on their skates on the ice because my wave of wire will <laughs> wave of wire priority should, should start to go higher and higher right. if, see, if things do go as I expect you haven't had the benefit of a high waiver I know. for a long time you know? except for when <laughs> TC sniffed around to trade me the first in, in what must oh. adding to the most complex trade in the history that you were talking about last week <laughs> yeah for some reason, TC and I got in a discussion about the the first waiver wire pick oh, which he he'd received from Taylor, oh, and, now and was trying to package into another deal to to trade off to someone else, which would have meant oh, I would have had to TC who to draft, and then he would have had to sell, t- tell Taylor to pick him up, and then he would have had to deal them to me straight away. Wow! So this is what I love. Yeah, I have no idea any of this is going on. Yeah, but I know that. This, what we're doing here, yeah. has helped create that. Yes. And that has, exactly. doesn't happen if something like yeah, what we're exactly. doing here hasn't happened. Yeah. That's kind of the power yeah. of this platform, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, this has turned into something so cool. It yeah, look, really, really is. While we're celebrating, you're at five and two. Yes. This is a franchise best. Franchise and I had to historic. Re- yeah. I had to research this because that's what I do. <laughs> and and actually look back, and, and you might not know that you, you know, over time, you've had four seasons before... Now, yeah. where you finished with seven wins, yeah, which is fine because I mean, it's that seven wins, of, yeah, that's, that's the best at least five hundred. And then no, you had a nine-win season. When was that? Was that the one I reversed into the playoffs where we were <laughs> me and it was me TC. I forget the other two in the division. Oh, um, and it was um, Jackal and maybe and like three Ryan of us. or Brendan. What season was that? Because I can bring it's it up. 20, we got the computer up while we're talking. Ooh, twenty eighteen. Yeah. And you finished top of that division. Everyone in that division yeah. was six and six. Six and six and going into the last week. That's right. And so theoretically, you all had a chance, but Jackal had nowhere near enough scoring and whoever was third struggling a bit as well. So here we are. Right. You've got week 13 up now. Hold up. Week 13 of 2018. This was, this was my accidental <laughs> appearance in, in the playoffs, the one time I've had that. Everyone's six and six, right? Yeah. And you're leading the division going into the weekend on six and six because you had the most scoring. Okay. And do you want to talk through this week thirteen matchup with Jackal? Because I mean, so he's six and six too, but he's got less scoring, so he's the least yeah. likely to make it in. But to so relive this for me, Jackal. I just remember how excited I was at finally getting into the playoffs, <laughs> followed by how exciting it was to see how angry it made TC. <laughs> Because he and I both finished on seven and six, and I pipped him on the points four. <laughs> That's so great. Because he also won. So I, I scored oh, 75.68 for the win, with Jared Goff scoring eight points. Wow. We got McCoy with eight points. It was just... It, the, Robert, Robert Woods was the saviour, 16 right. points. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker, 14 points, second highest scorer on my team. Luckily for me, Jackal scored 57.54. Wow. So he's... What happened to him? What was his big scorer was Josh Gordon. His big scorer was Josh... Well, no, it was the kicker as well. Oh, Harrison Butker. Top... Oh, no, it was Josh Gordon, sorry. But then got into the finals, and TC had a good win to go to 7-6. and six. He'd won four in a row. He scored 92.42. Andrew Luck, six points. Oh, it was John Connor was his big scorer, 20 points. 20 points. And again, the kicker, Myers for the Jets, 18 points. 
Well, no wonder. He, he was a former Jaguar, so you know he's good. He's used to kicking field goals. And then we had the most excited little Pete, Kuala Lumpers, went into the finals against Vinegar Strokes. <sighs> wow. 58 points for the loss. <laughs> what the hell happened there? Oh, Jared Goff, minus three points. Oh, against the Bears, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that game. <laughs> Julian Edelman was a big scorer of 19 points. Kicker let me down. Justin Tucker then killed me. Six points. Oh, no. And Vinegar Strokes got through with 90 points. They had oh, with Giants defense. 18, 18 points, points was his big Giants defense. Adams. Holy cow. Yeah, those two. They but that was seven and six. But you said I had yeah. a nine-win season. Yeah. But didn't get in the playoffs. It was the last season that we uh, had just division winners go in. Yeah, rigged. Rigged. Uh, well, <laughs> there were a lot of nine-win teams that year, and uh, I just—it was the moment teams. where I knew that it was broken because so early in the season in 2014, yeah, 2014, there were teams who were not in it, and I thought this yeah. can't be the best way to run there this. So uh, the, it just shows it's one of the great things about this league, and it was really nice hearing Ryan and yourself talk about it. Is how unique it is with the length of everyone in it, yeah. the structure of the competition, and the way we we do it. I I hadn't appreciated that we were a unicorn. I just thought most fantasy was like this. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think it's now just at a point where it's just everyone's oh. engaged, everyone's yeah. smart about football. You've got the fever. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. You're, you're raging with the fever. I've it's... got to keep a social distance from you in case I catch that fever. <laughs> you are a super spreader of that fever, my friend. Look at it's, that. Well, it looks like there's more engagement from people who haven't necessarily always been as yes. interested as well, which yeah. is kind of cool, right? Because I think yeah. you get someone like Justin who got off to a I mean, he might have been off to a three-on-one start, I think. Yeah. And he's called off a little bit, but, I mean, his team's been good. And he's been, you can see, he's, he's making moves. And he's making moves. And Taylor's a poster Kane, child for he's, that. He's been locked yeah. down, so he's yeah. got not a lot better to do. And he's, he's. I, yeah. I was talking to him, and it's really sort of sad yeah. for him because he's, he's right into his gym, and he can't work in his yeah. gym. So, yeah. you know, if he doesn't have that to do, it's this great. A really it's a really wonderful thing. distraction yeah. for him. Uh, so it's just great to see folks who might otherwise be more distracted or yeah. don't put as much value on. All of a sudden this year, there's a reason for it to be more valuable to them. Yeah. Uh, I think too that you know not only are you more successful than you think because you've got that seven wins in four seasons, and that doesn't include the nine win seasons. So now you've got five seasons where you're 500 or better. Yeah, I bet you didn't expect no. that. You got that playoff berth, but look, you are 65 and 77 that all time a, in the regular that season. Is- Disgraceful. Oh, I think you're marking yourself too hard because that's 45, almost 46% win rate. But you've got the exact same 65 and 77 as somebody else in the league. And I'm covering it with my pen because you, you can see my notebook. <laughs> this is the, this and my is handwriting the... is horrible, so good luck anyway. Do you want to guess who you've got the exact same Car- all time career win loss oh, as? To think. Is it Timmy? No, but he's not far ahead of you. Yeah, who is it? It's TC. No way! TC, so you guys are connecting. You're both 65 and 77. So this weekend is the decider. (laughs) That'll push one of us ahead. This is the best bit because you meet him on the weekend. I need you to fling some poo. I need you to create some messy. That is is sad for TC. (laughs) I'm shocked. Mm. That's awesome. I can't believe we're playing the narratives this write themselves in this league. I'm telling you, I, I have to curtail my episodes because I've got so much to talk about. <laughs> you guys are that interesting, is awesome. and right. you don't even know you're interesting. That's what I like about there this. How, sorry, I should distract. Yes, clearly TC and I will have to talk about something to mark this occasion. 
Got to do something. Got to do something. Uh, so look, there you go. You, you're only three career wins each behind Scuba as well, who's got there 68 go. and 74. That's so you, awesome. you're not even that far off a bunch of the pack in terms yeah. of career total wins. There you go. Uh, at the moment, as it stands, 70 career wins is top yeah. five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, just you're more successful than you think. Yeah. I just I want to make go. sure I highlighted that because you are talking I'm about I'm not as relatively bad as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're more like a moderate, moderately a skinny person on the ice right. who's just having a bit of bad luck sometimes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got into just talk about how, how the excitement and the interest has, has gathered yeah. for you this year and then actually well you probably mark yourself too hard and and covering the two tight end should, thing right should, yeah. I, I got a real special request from James especially mm-hmm. who's like man this two tight end thing it's really uncommon yeah. you're in a really unique position TC was even talking about it I was going to say well, TC's obviously my inspiration strategy <laughs> oh here is, we go no um, <laughs> much, like much of my uh, fancy football to date it's kind of just fallen into my lap and I'm rolling with it Okay, so, yeah. and that's a strategy. Had, that's a total strategy. Had a good draft, picked up um, the guy I wanted, Darren Waller. Picked up Waller out of the draft and was really happy with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then when we started doing our trade, it was just too good a value to say no to Kittle. And we were basically swapping ones and twos. Pretty much, yeah. So it left me with the next one. I'm like, oh, well, I'll keep him. I like both of them. I yeah. felt... A little sneaky in terms of cornering a pretty tight market, <laughs> yeah. tight ends because there's never there's there's not sixteen really good ones. Not close. So I thought that might give some competitive advantage to hold it, yeah. and I thought it might be good trade value down the track. It I think was, it still will be. Yeah. It was only when TC and I were negotiating. He's like, "Why the hell have you got two tight ends?" And I said, mm. "Yeah." What's your? What, why would that be done? <laughs> Thinking he's the uh, the guru of the two tight end championships. He yeah. He's like, well, it's fine, but you're kind of locked in your flex spot every week. And I'm like, oh yeah. So wow. I, I had. He's such thought, a salesman. Listen to that. Here's so the problem. I've got a solution. He, I've got a solution. Why don't you take this uh, kicker for, off my hands? Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be. <laughs> and a number one waiver pick this week. Oh okay. yeah. He's so been crafty. I think. <laughs> I think the the honest answer is I've sort of stumbled into it without planning mm. to and hadn't thought about the downside till till TC quite rightly said, well, you are sort of locking oh. in your waiver spot, your flex spot every week. The only silver lining there is my bench is pretty thin, so it's not like I'm jockeying for yeah. a guy that uh, should I play. And they're both such consistent scorers. They're the There's, best receivers on their teams each. Exactly. Yeah. So unless I had a bench where someone was... I was desperate to start someone in the flex and couldn't because I'd locked it in at top yep. end. It's not really an issue. No. Except then I had my mind blown again when I was listening to you and TC talk and TC yeah. had his little pearls of wisdom <laughs> about using the flex for anyone who's questionable. Yeah. And gives you that flexibility to drop them out if they do end up being... Now you're like, oh, now yeah. I painted... I can offset, yeah, I can offset that because TC said you have to get up at 2.30 in the morning to check the... Yeah, yeah, I've never done that once, and I ain't starting. <laughs> as passionate as I am about the fantasy football right now, that's yeah. not something that's on the not schedule. Willing, it's uh, no. too tough. <laughs> so I check them before I go to sleep. So I'm, Just ride or die, that's it. That's it, <laughs> and touch wood, haven't had an a embarrassment so far. So, well, because Kittle would be the, the big reason yeah. that that would have been an issue so far yes. this year. So. This is kind of why I don't feel so bad about the Saquon deal. Because I've yeah. traded your kid on, and he's missed yeah. a, a he's bit missed of time. Quite a few, yeah. not the whole rest of the season, I might add. Yeah. But you know, um, a bit of time, which has yeah. probably saved a bit of hassle around having yeah. to decide between those two a little bit as well. Yeah. 
Uh, and going forward, I know that you're going to have a market for one of these tight ends if you ever do Sooner or later. And I think I said to you off here that for the first time ever, I went through and actually trawled all of the teams yes. in the league and looked at the tight end spot for yes. each team and pushed out draft offers for the first time in how many years have we been? Well, now? this is year 11. This is it, it would have to be one of the first times I've ever pushed out. Yeah. And just sent out a little, if you're into, I see you short on tight end, happy to do a deal. Yeah, Let's I, I received one of those, a little love letters. I, I'll nominate someone, but that's just the start of a discussion. Don't, yeah, yeah. You know, don't, don't feel that that's the final offer. And obviously didn't find a trading partner, which is fine. Oh, but yet, yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah. But... It was a, a fun little process to, and I think having to end sort of forced me into thinking like that. Yeah. And listening to the podcast, let me get into the others' heads and start to really yeah. see how to find that value. And, and also think about, excuse me, think a little more about what kind of things I should be expecting in return. Because trades uh, cool. in the past yeah. have always been one-to-one for me. And I stick both well, people in the easiest way to measure, right? Exactly. I stick both people in a trade analyzer, look at the yep. scores, decide if... If it's lower on my side, is it worth it for what I'm getting? If it's higher on my side, am I getting something that I'm more happy about to fill a hole? But otherwise, it was pretty one-dimensional. What I'm starting to do now is look at that whole team makeup and starting to try and figure out, okay, a a tight end one might be worth a running back two and someone who's got a high upside coming in or who's a good handcuff for... See, You've handcuff. got all the jargon now, Pete. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Oh, <laughs> this is so, the evolution. Yeah, that's, that's been, that's been I think, forced on me because I got the two tight ends. Oh, I love this whole thing. You're you talking go. handcuffs. You're talking um, yeah. guys with high upside. Oh, yeah. this is exciting to me. <laughs> Whereas a few years ago, I would have just sort of been going, no, nah, not interested. Or Don't even been know doing the guy's name. <laughs> yeah, or doing a straight, yeah, this is a good, good rated one. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Look at you yeah. go. So this may end up being a little bit like a quest like you've been on. I just wanted to touch on this because, yeah. you know, I've come out to your brewery and you've, you've told me about this life journey you've sort of gone on, a, a, a home PhD in some oh, ways yeah. on, on the beer making. It sounds like yeah. maybe this is the beginnings of doing yeah. that with fantasy. And, you know, that's, that's the nature of hobbies, isn't it? Once, yeah, yeah. You, once you start to really, once it becomes important to you, you oh. invest time, you invest effort. And I know you said to TC that you'd, you'd got yourself a... Uh, a PhD in fantasy football. A little bit. Well, a home PhD. Home it's PhD. Like a bit like Cath Day Night in uh, Cath Day yeah. I've just got a wall full of CIT. Full of C- <laughs> Night school, yeah. So, yeah, I, I've really been enjoying it. Really enjoying getting in much much more detail and much more focused and much more strategic. Ah, and that is wonderful to hear because, again, yeah. that is sort of where this yeah. platform has become Which unknowingly powerful. It's an know? embarrassing then answer to the question, why has he got two tight ends? Because <laughs> I kind of fell into it. <laughs> Just by accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, what I love to hear then is, yeah. hey, man, one, I've thought about this. It's not yeah. a problem. Two, I've looked down the schedule. It's still not a problem. Yeah. Three, if it ever was a problem, I already have had conversations with yeah. people who haven't said they're not interested. Yeah. And so I know there's people I can talk to yeah. again in the future. And, and yeah, I, it'll change over the season open, too. Right? And particularly if someone's building momentum and getting a great run and this is the missing piece for them, then that suddenly changes the value of what people might want to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Did anyone pick up tour, by the way? Not yet. Not I yet. Think. Yeah. Uh, I think people are going to see it yeah. first, you know. Because I tell you what, Brendan could use him, by the way, after Cam on the weekend. I oh. know. Oh. But Joe Burrow is just going off. Burrow and Herbert. Herbert. Herbert is insane. 
So I've got him in a, a, a dynasty league, so I'm really happy with that. But Taylor picked him up and he scored him 44 yeah. this oh, week. just extraordinary. <sighs> and they've actually, I've been hearing a lot of NFL talk about whether the wrong player went first in the draft. Because, yeah. And Herbert wasn't, Herbert wasn't hugely rated. He had a lot of problems under pressure in Oregon and he had a lot of, because well, much like Ryan, yeah. I, I actually enjoy the college football to watch much more. Oh, really? In NFL. And it's yeah. for two reasons. I've, I sort of got into it more when I was over in the States and, and enjoyed the college then. Yep. And then just for practical reasons, I can sit down on the couch here on a Sunday afternoon with a homebrew yeah. and watch a, you know, really get into a college game. Whereas I'm trying to squeeze it at work to see the NFL and I'm following along and I'm watching fantasy. And yep. where I really enjoyed it was up in uh, KL because it was so oh. early in the morning. That'd be great. So I had the... NFL package up there no and I just sit on the red zone and <sighs> so it was good. actually able to because it because sorry not because it's so because we were much so much far behind yeah yeah I could actually catch the late game after work oh how was that and it was yeah, yeah it was really cool oh so that's awesome I was enjoying that but yeah for, for the most of my time I just enjoy college far more yeah and yeah. so and that's something I've only gotten into yeah. recently because the dynasty league stuff yeah. is that you have to kind of go well if my draft this year is going to be four rounds of just rookies, yeah. I actually have to know have to something. Know yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And, and a lot of that is just you are blindly swinging for two yeah. rounds yeah. and you are picking guys you've heard everyone talk about for two yeah. rounds and yeah. you actually don't know any of them are going to work. Yeah. Because fantasy Absolutely. and football, Can be for real, different. are just different things altogether. So, yeah, it's been great to see Herbert doing really well there. Hasn't it? And it'll be interesting to see for Tua. Well, and I think, too, because Oregon quarterbacks not necessarily always been successful. It's kind of over-inflated passing and very creative playbook. Um, Often a mobile quarterback, too, who then kind of has over-inflated stats in college that don't necessarily translate to the NFL. All the Pac-12 guys can be like that. Pac-12 is my conference because I was in California for the year in the States. Yep. So back when it was the Pac-8 Oh, the pack eight. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's changed a bit in twenty years. It has. <laughs> Everything's changed in college football in twenty changed. years, though. But yeah. uh, so, who is your team? So, I follow UC Berkeley. Yep. The Cal Golden Bears. Yeah, Golden Bears. Because the uni I went to didn't have a team. Ah, yeah, yeah. But I was in the UC system, so it was either UCLA or UC Bears to pick a team, and I always like San Francisco. It's a cool, t- cool yeah. town. Even though, ironically, I was in LA most of the time. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mind LA, but uh, yeah, just hooked on. To They're the doing fine. Go for the yeah. underdog, right? <laughs> really enjoyed thing. the whole Bear Raid um, oh, period because yeah. they went for that um, air raid offense for a while, which of course I love. Fine, the, yeah. Old quarterback it's passing everywhere, yeah. split so, about four wide, five wide, five wide. <laughs> so now I'm looking forward to seeing um, seeing the Pac-12 kick off yeah. uh, th- three more weeks. Ah, yeah, start. it's coming. Yeah, uh, well, so how are you enjoying, say, the Cardinal offense then? Because it's all very spread out. It's a mobile it's all, quarterback. Yeah. It's, you'd be loving watching Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. yeah, so really enjoying that. Well, and the Ra- uh, Ravens as well. Well, enjoying yeah, seeing them. So they're definitely not performing the same way this year as they were no. last year. And kind of the Ravens, yeah. they the, were last year's shiny toy, and the Cardinals are the new shiny yeah. toy. But of course. We can't we can't talk about old quarterbacks. Not go past the Buccaneers, <laughs> right? How old is that guy? He so, scored more points this week than he has had birthdays as well, which is amazing. He's almost as old as this guy I heard about. I rode his body clock the 
he's old too. Poor Peter. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think he's... Uh, is he the oldest one in our league? Thanks, TC. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I, was, I was actually driving to work when I heard that. And I was like, ah, oh, that's right. Matt's coming around for a beer this week. Uh, <laughs> I may have been the one who said, oh, poor Pete, he's, he's old. old. Yes. And here right. I am listening to you play that back and look you in the eye as that's playing and I'm shrinking in my seat. No, I am old. But no, it's been great to watch Brady, particularly with all the... And I couldn't believe when you picked up, it was, I was on the on the oh, yeah. internet straight away to see Antonio Brown Antonio yeah. Brown I, I saw your po- the thing come up on the feed and I was like what is going on here <laughs> Matt's gone crazy about three seconds later I'm like crap Matt's ahead of the whole thing again because <laughs> he would have been a free agent he was free 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 wow. and he I was talking to Adam yeah. and he will verify this I sent him the screenshot for me picking it up yeah. and said well he's free yeah. And that's all I said. And Adam pretty much came back and goes, well, what do you expect out of him? Yeah. Well, you know, so he, he could be 80% no. of what he was. He could be 50% of what he was, and yeah. that would be great. It would be. He could also be Tennessee Titans' Randy Moss. Yeah. But before that, at that stage, I picked him up not even knowing if the league was going to reinstate him. And that would have been before you knew if he was going to Buccaneers. Because yep. in that stage, they were talking about Seattle. Seattle. But he's got such chemistry with Brady. Yeah. There's been all these stories about how... Arians had ruled out getting him, said, oh, he won't be on our team. He's yep. the only active coach that said he will not come to our team. Yeah. Brady's obviously just said, no, nah, I want that toy as well. And he, yeah. with the rest of the receiver and tight end call, my goodness, that's going to be... And yeah. particularly if he just comes into the slot position. Yeah, and just, he's, he's, he's got room so to work good. in. Yeah. Brady only played that one game with him in New England. Yeah, and what did he get, like 100 and something yards? He had a touchdown and he scored. Yeah. I, I only remember in fantasy points, Pete. That's how my whole life works. Yes. 14.1 fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was gone for good. Yeah. And I think, well, you know, what's the chances he's in the same condition he was yeah. in when he was through a yeah. training camp and yeah. then moved to a new team yeah. where he was fit, just had to learn a new playbook. Yeah. Still scored. Okay, it was against the Dolphins, but, you mm. know, who weren't having a good year. But, you know, even if he's. My was bet here was. Pick up. Will the NFL yeah. reinstate him? Well, it cost me fourth guy on my bench. Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't and I drop him again, life's good. Yeah. Um, if he gets reinstated and he goes to Seattle, yeah. was the talk. Yeah. Oh, great. So only the quarterback with the most passing touchdowns in the yeah. universe with a bad DK defense. Metcalf. You know, oh. no trouble. Yeah. Um, if it's not there and then Tampa Bay started coming up, oh, okay. Tom was after him and Tom got him. Yeah. Uh, and now he's back in the system where, again, it's, it's Arian's offense, no yeah. dramas. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. happy. So if he's only 50% of what he was, yeah. he will still that probably be good be enough. Solid. To either so, start for me or for me to trade him. Everyone, give me your office. <laughs> he's, he's certainly going to be one of the best bench players. But, yeah, so it was a, a gamble, couple of games. Complete yeah. gamble. Um, no, it was, it was genius. But I'd, was I'd had him flagged. I don't know if anyone uses this feature on the website, and Pete's got the website up in front of me. But next to where you can uh, move a player in or out of your lineup, there's a little flag button. Mm-hmm. So when you click on my team across that top bar on the website, one of your submenus is going to be watch list. It's right between waiver report and mm-hmm. transactions. And anyone you've clicked that little flag next to, and you can do it through the mm-hmm. app as well, will come up on your watch list. So without giving away who's on my watch list, because <laughs> that is a closely held secret, I had Antonio Brown on that watch uh, list anyway. So it was easy for me to find him as well, where yeah, I think gotcha. you might otherwise have to trawl through every receiver or use the search yeah. function. Um, but I kind of... Every week or two, just go through and take people off it who don't intrigue me yeah. anymore and add people into it who intrigue me. And a lot of it is going down who's not active, who's on IR, yeah. who's, you know, 
So I'm a total dork. But yeah, that's that's sort yeah. of where that comes from. Is yeah. just I can't sit still. Now I wanted to talk to you too about this matchup with TC. Yeah, you had a look because now you know the stakes are gargantuan. Yeah, I got to look at this again. Both 65 wins, both 77 losses. It's a head-to-head. This could not have teed up better. Mm. Um, how do you feel about your lineup versus what you think TC will roll out? Talk me through it. So I think for me the big, the scary things are Rogers, and of course <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Defense, uh, yeah. Woo! So I can see that being a big score. Derek Henry's just a monster. Yeah. And I think I don't think he did that well this week. Well, Pittsburgh kind of held him in check, and yeah. he got a really late touchdown. But Cincinnati, I'm not sure how they'll go. Derek Henry potentially could put up a big score as well. And then I think the other big one I'm, I'm watching, of course, is TJ Lockett out of Seattle. Yeah, he had so a monster game. A, monster a million game. yards, a million touchdowns, yeah. a million catches. So I think the forecast for him at the moment is 107. They've got me on 114. Yep. But I've got so many questionable players. You are always talking yourself down, Pete. Come on. No, because... Come on, man. Mixon's Mixon's busted. Well, now, I don't think he'll play this week. I don't think he will either. I have Giovanni Bernard. We should talk. (laughs) And then I've got Frank Gore anchoring my my running backs then, which is concerning. Josh Allen has shown himself to be... uh, He's he's the up-and-down prospect I've talked about. So he's boom and bust and... Hopefully, with then and the problem here is, of course, they're going against New England. So if he has a monster day against New England, yeah. my defense score will go down. So I have to think <laughs> about rolling out a different deck because um, you want the so thirty-one, thirty-four score, I, right? I, yeah, that's it. You want that game I to want be thirty-one, Josh thirty-four. Allen, <laughs> well, I'm forty points from Josh Allen and not minus eight from the defense. Yes, yeah. We need Frank Gore to have the biggest game of his life. Josh Crowder's going to be out as well because he's he's still crook. Yeah, and he's really the only jet worth having. I the agree. Entire, I don't think there's the another one. Roster. Yeah. So then again, we're coming down to these waiver wire pickups and, and your tight, tight ends. ends. Your solid tight ends. So, Build your team on tight ends, people. That's what I'm hearing. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, with the tight ends, we can get good score out of both of them. But I'm going up against some pedigree there, particularly Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry. And lock it. It's just. It's a big, uh, yeah, big threesome, isn't it? Ask. It's a big threesome, but I mean, you say you've got Waller you know, against Frank, Frank Gore could just blow the doors off. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to see just one more Frank Gore just, big twenty point game? I, I think if he started, <laughs> if he started to actually score, they'd pull him because oh, they're so they're so desperate to lose all their games here. Yeah, well, and it's looking like they're the most likely team. They're, they're, they're just they're the closest they are to being not an underdog is about three and a half so, points to Denver in about week twelve or something, I'd, and that's as good as it gets for them. I'd, I'd be tempted to say that the Astros could give them a run for their money at this stage, <laughs> but I think Jamison would fly out from America to slap me in the face if I said that. <laughs> Do you think he's, he's like, going to defend them? <laughs> I think he was more no more attack us. <laughs> Did I ever tell you at one time we were at training? Right, and he and I was sitting back watching the absolute debacle of whatever was happening on the on the yeah. training space. Oh God! And I said to Jim, I said, "Listen, I, I don't know the benchmark. Are we like a high school team standard?" Jamison looks at me, he says, "Maybe a really bad high school team." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably fair. Probably fair. <laughs> so, um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, I mean the 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 Jets. This is, I guess, a test for my analogy. All right, yeah, yeah. Will will the fat guy crawl out through the fat kid crawl out 
crawl out of the ice hole or will I start blubbering and splashing? This, yeah, this is a turning point, isn't it? You because, know? yeah, if it does go to five and three, still had good scoring and potentially, you know, yeah. upper half of that scoring bracket, but I can't rely on that for and against if the win-loss starts to starts to go against me. It, yeah, it gets hard. It gets yeah. hard. So this is where scoring is such a bonus too because then other yeah. people have to have a win above you yeah. to overtake you. So scoring is definitely your friend. So if you, even if you're going to lose, putting up a good score is the best you can do. And you, you can't control what TC is no. going to score unless you are some kind of whisperer and you can no. put a whole bunch of doubt in his mind. <laughs> I think reflecting on our chat tonight, you'd see that he's actually been quite effective heading in the other direction and making me question my tight end strategy. and. <laughs> But I think looking at the schedule going ahead, so those last three weeks of the the knife fight we've already spoken about. Yeah. So really, to go in at five and two, I've got to win two of the next three to be preserving at least a chance of really finishing strong and having a having a contender for the playoffs. But it's. I think you're going to want eight wins. Yeah. Because if you get eight wins, it just shrinks the pool of wins other guys in your division can have. Exactly. So if you can get those eight wins, it would also be great if a lot of those could come from your in-division battles. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know how nervous that would make you to go into the divisional oh. fight now at six and yeah. four. Yeah, I mean, six and four. You'd be feeling probably pretty nervous seeing Adam on his streak, Taylor putting up points like nobody's Taylor. business. Yeah. Old Seahorse just keeps on seahorsing yeah. away, whatever seahorses do. It's his, It's a self-assigned nickname, I think. I don't know. He said he got it when he moved to Tassie. I don't understand it. Uh, although, um, so yeah, it would make you nervous just knowing the strength yeah. of the division. And, and James totally called this. That episode yeah. I did with him straight after yeah. the draft before a game was played, yeah. he said, I think the West is it. Yeah. And I kind of thought, actually, I don't even like all that many of your teams. Yeah. So I think he's a bit nuts. No. And he's just been spot on. I think, I think he's right. I think two teams will definitely come out of the West yeah. for the playoffs. And somebody stop them. Somebody stop them. And, I don't know how you could. And then look at this gauntlet of death at the end. So I've got James. Week James 11. Week 11. Then Taylor. And that'll be just when he's hitting his peak momentum. It's going to be a boat race that game. And then finish with Adam, of course. And I think that Adam will be treating that as a grudge match. Because I came out of the gate when he was on such... He was so excited about the season. Yeah. And I beat him in the first week. And his season's been wobbly since. So I can see him circling that one as well. Yeah, tough, tough stuff. Particularly if either the West champion or the playoff spots on the line with that last week, which is likely... One, I mean, one or the how, other. How you know, can you know who's yeah. even going to be in that race at this yeah. point too? Because it's six weeks away. And there was this really yeah. weird thing with the league standings that I noticed. Oh, what are you seeing? Started. Like we've got our four divisions, but yep. the weird thing is we've got four teams that are five and two. Right. Four teams that are four and three. Four teams no that are three and four. And four teams that are two and five. <gasps> So we've actually, after seven weeks, we've self-selected into these four brackets. That's actually amazing. But it also shows that from that, nobody's completely locked it away and nobody's completely out of it, which is kind of cool. And even within those little bubbles of four, I mean, it just comes down to the scoring. Oh, the scoring is close in a lot of them too, right? That North Division. Yeah. That is crazy. Three and four. Yeah. Runs that table until Jackal, who's just hanging on the bottom at two and five, but he's the second highest scoring in that division. So even if he hadn't lost that 135 to 153 game against yeah. Justin way back in about week five, which was crazy to lose with 130 points. He goes from fourth in that division to first. Well, yeah, I mean, he'd definitely be second at worst. Wow. And, you know, just that division is the second, you're sorry. It's tightest, but in a different way to how yours yes. obviously looks yeah. powerful. This one is close in a different way. That's awesome. And, and I mean, they're showing 
you don't have to have a mile scoring to keep getting wins. Yeah. You, you can just beat a team who has a bad day, and that's fine. And we've seen it in semi-finals. We've seen it in finals. Teams will just have a a good team will just have a bad day, and then they're out. Yeah. You know, so don't even count out the North in terms of the the full season yet. And this is why you, you look at Brendock's poor bastard because <laughs> I know we all look at the points for. Yeah, I actually always look at the points against as well because I think so much of getting your wins is about just catching people on the days where they're oh, just agreed. not delivering. Like it's the luck of of how the other team goes as well. Of course, you look at Brendock's eight oh eight against him. I mean, that's over 110 a game. I mean, so no one's scored more than 800. No, but he's had 800 scored against him. So that's just a perfect storm. Of that is, you know... Just shipping shovel day. <laughs> now, he hasn't scored much either, so it's not like he's yeah. scored 750 and had 800 against him. But one poor bastard is just getting everyone's best scores. Yeah. Which is well, fun. yeah, and and I get him. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Brendan this week, and the good thing about that is that tells me I'm up for a big You're score. For so thank you, well BJ. Done. Thank you for that. One fifty in the books. <laughs> that, I've already written it in, Pete. There you go. Put it in, <laughs> mate. Look, good luck with the TC thing too, because I think you know there's a real uh, stick the flag in the sand and uh, and you know a yeah. real push somebody off the top of the castle moment. Going to have to come up with something. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little distracted there because I. <laughs> I just realised I've had the second least points scored against me. Ah, here we go. So this is See? the game where you're like, you know, it does matter. It does. It's only gnomes have had less 680. Wow. So I ha- I've had the good, That's there's your other secret for five and two. I've yep. been catching people on bad days. Good luck with your matchup against TC you. this week. I think we should probably bail there and and, and let All you right. guys get to your, your mud flinging. And, uh, yeah. And, and when there is an update around what... What you know, what's going to mark the, the moment? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that posted in here and, and onto the IG and yeah. Facebook as well. Yeah. But, Pete, thanks for joining me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Haskins has just been an absolute turd. You could be understood for being, you know, skittish about that. Take Fournette out of the lineup. Yeah, mate, I would have run Jeremy's size boner going for him there. <laughs> Your in depth knowledge of what it's like to be boned this year. Wentz is going to have to realise that he's just playing like a ginger piece of shit. This is Taylor Nailed, I've got to say. So great to talk to Pete Ryan. He has had an uncommonly good start to the season and he just does not want to lose that shine. It's great to hear all that enthusiasm and listen to just the way he's kind of caught the fantasy fever this year. So great. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. And I encourage everyone to get over there and give it a like or a follow if you haven't for both of those because we're always putting up new content around what's happening in the league and it's a great place to get visual cues for especially things like the episode where we talk about the recap and the preview of the next week because it does give you a look at the standings and some results and some scoring and that sort of thing, which is just a little easier to sometimes have a visual aid to go with my dulcet tones talking about. Anyhow, good luck for everybody in week eight, no matter what your league, but especially here in the Astro League, and I'll catch you on Thursday. Play Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.